going on, Sunbelt fans? Hello, welcome into the Sunbelt Syndicate Week 4 preview. I was out of town for some work stuff, so I didn't want to rush on anything, and unfortunately did miss last night's game, Thursday night's game between Coastal Carolina and Georgia State. So we'll recap that one to start and then go into the actual preview portion for this coming weekend, uh, all the games on Saturday other than Thursday night's matchup. So it pitted Coastal Carolina versus Georgia State. I had this one as a close game because I thought I had to stick with my thought and opinion that Georgia State was going to come out and really turn it on once they uh, got through the the tough out-of-conference schedule to start the season. Um, Unfortunately, that's not happening for them or for me, uh, so it doesn't look great. I I did pick them to win this game 31-28. Coastal walked all over them, especially there at the start of the game, jumping out to a 14-0 lead quite fast and early in that first quarter. Ended up taking this one with a final score of 41-24. to uh, Of note that McCall got banged up a little bit in that game. The backup quarterback came in and still took care of business and didn't really seem to slow down. Uh, you know, the offense still performed admirably even after he left the game still scoring more but you got to think that the really disappointing part is how Georgia State's defense continues to look they don't seem to be getting any better they're making the same mistakes they're not really improving offensively they're not terrible uh, but 24 points in the Sun Belt as most of us know is not going to win you games all the time Uh, this is a high scoring league especially with the high powered offenses that we have Coastal Carolina being one of those, even with what they've lost last season, they're still going to be up there with putting points on the board. Um, All their games this year, they've put points on the board. So last night was no different. An impressive performance from that Coastal Carolina offense. I expect them to uh, be a lot better than I thought they were uh, after what I saw them lose this past season. So then we'll, we'll jump right into the next matchup of the weekend. And this is the earliest start of the day. So Sunbelt fans, you You've got time to get your uh, you know, lawn taken care of and other things done this weekend before the first game. It doesn't start until 3.30 Saturday on ESPN+. Plus. Game that pits James Madison, the newcomer, to the 1A and FBS ranks and the Sun Belt as well against preseason conference favorite Appalachian State. Uh, James Madison is 2-0. App State obviously 2-1 with that close loss to UNC. App is favored in this game, but not by much. And I think the main reason for that is how many points on the board James Madison has continued to put up. However, you do have to note that those are against lesser opponents. So we'll see how they do against what is by far their best opponent of the season. Middle Tennessee did not give them any trouble. And then Norfolk State gave them about equal uh trouble in their game uh they both only scored one touchdown against them so james madison uh, your defense is going to get scored on more this weekend there is no doubt about that but how many points can you put up on this app state defense uh we know that troy gave them a heck of a game last week and honestly was the better team throughout much of that game until that last play but app state's offense should be able to score on james madison's defense What can JMU do offensively to continue their scoring barrage? Uh, We know they've got a good running game with Percy back there. They've almost got a two-headed monster, really, because they've had their other running back pick up the pace 
as well. And they've got Centennial who's lighting it up. Can that continue? Uh, he is a mobile quarterback, and over the years that has given App State some trouble. So they will be able to help themselves out for sure in that. Can, can App close that gap that they've allowed their the opposing wide receivers to have so often this year? They, about the only game that the wide receivers haven't done much against them was at Texas A&M, shockingly enough, the number six ranked team in the nation. Uh, but otherwise, they've been pretty open downfield. Uh, short slants it's not so much the deep ball that's hurt them tremendously it's short yarded situation and they're allowing a lot of yards after the catch and JMU is going to take full advantage of that so I expect this one to be a shootout I do favor app in this one just because they've been there done that and James Madison's going to come in and not have seen an opponent of this quality so far uh, maybe come down to earth a little bit but I still expect them to perform well because they're going to want to perform in front of that type of crowd just like App State is at home. I do favor App 42-41. This is a shootout. It's going to be another one that most people are going to want to watch and tune into. After that, we'll jump into the next game, not starting until 6 o'clock, also on ESPN+. Plus. That pits Ball State against Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern coming off that disappointing loss last week to UAB, their lowest out point of the season by far by only scoring 21 points. And... You've got to think that they're going to recover here in this one. Uh, Ball State's only 2-1 and one on the season, and they've got, you know, uh, they had a tough opponent in Tennessee in the first game, but they, they could have performed a little bit better in their second game. They went down to Western Michigan by only seven points, uh, but then they played a 1AA opponent in Murray State. Uh, so you kind of think they should be a little bit more on par playing Georgia Southern this week than some of their other opponents, but... I still think Georgia Southern's a good quality team. Uh, and after a week like they had last week, I think they're going to figure a lot out here. I expect their, their offense to really get back on the same page as they have been. And I expect Ball State to put up a fight early, no doubt. I think this game's close up till halftime and Georgia Southern pulls away towards the end. I'm favoring Georgia Southern in this one, 48, Ball State 21. Up next, uh, same Kickoff time, 6 p.m. also on ESPN+. Plus, We've got Arkansas State going to Old Dominion. Uh, what do we know about what both teams got? Oh, they're both 1-2 and two coming in. Obviously, Arkansas State dropped that heartbreaker to Memphis the other week um, and then had kind of games that we thought they would go to start the season, crushing, grambling, but then going down to Ohio State. So I think Arkansas State's kind of – really where they should be as far as I thought would they be before the season. Old Dominion is kind of, I'd say, outperforming where I thought they might be. I was surprised by the Virginia Tech victory, uh, not really surprised by the East Carolina victory, but then, you know, as we stated, they should have beaten Virginia in the next uh, week, last week, but, uh, you know, Virginia somehow escaped the clutches of that one. Uh, I think Old Dominion's fine defensively, really. I, I don't think their defense is doing too bad. I think they're performing quite well. Their offense, with what they've got, as far as how they're playing, Wolf, Wolf has to be a little bit better. The O-line's got to protect better and, and open up that game for Watson to take advantage. Jennings has been on fire. They've got that tight end, Koontz, that just is starting to hit his stride, it seems. They've got to get those guys opened up more. That's going to be tough to do against Arkansas State team who's now got some experience against a team as high-powered as Ohio State. Got some stuff on film to watch on ODU at this point. 
uh, and knows where ODU likes to attack, which is the passing game more than anything else. Uh, we'll see what happens here. I, Blackman has been pretty good overall this season. I've been impressed with him. Fleming's been their probably top wideout, and they've got their rushing game going better than ODU. I think that's what helps them take this one overall. I think they've established the run here, and they get back to a little bit more of a look of what Arkansas State's been in the past several seasons. I've got Arkansas State 34, ODU 24. Next up, we've got Southern Miss hosting Tulane, uh, and that game or actually, I'm sorry, Tulane's actually hosting Southern Miss. Uh, and that game is a 7 p.m. kick also on ESPN+. Plus. Again, if you're not an ESPN Plus subscriber and you're a big Sunbelt fan, I, you'd probably want to change that and check out all these games. Uh, Tulane comes in 3-0 and on the season. Kind of surprised. I haven't really kept up with Tulane football for any reason. Um, but 3-0 and on the season, a pretty impressive uh, record at this point in time, especially with them having played Kansas State last week. No, K-State's not great, but they are a Power 5 team, so to come away with a victory there is impressive. Uh, and then the way that they've beaten their other opponents is also what makes that 3-0 record the most impressive part. Hammering UMass 42-10, taking care of Alcorn State 52 to nothing. Tulane comes in on fire. I don't expect Southern Miss to compete greatly in this one. I know that they're kind of finding their stride with Wilkie at quarterback position, but they're kind of going back and forth a little bit. Gore's going to be heavily leaned on if they can establish the run they're going to perform better than i think here but as of right now i just don't see enough out of southern miss to say that they can beat a team as powerful as tulane looks um, but i think defensively southern miss is going to give them a, enough of a game that they could keep it close early we'll see uh, i am favoring tulane 27 southern miss 10 after that houston baptist and texas state match up down there in texas that is a 7 p.m. kick on ESPN3, so that one's free. Even if you don't have the plus, you can watch that game on ESPN3. Uh, neither team overly impressive so far this year. Uh, Texas State, as we know, went up against Baylor last week and actually kept it close till halftime, 21-7 at the half. Um, couldn't quite keep it as close in the second half. That game really opened up for Baylor. But they've had some decent showings other than that. Uh, they had a closer game than expected with Nevada to start the year, and then they went took care of business against FIU. I think if they can establish the run here in this game against Houston Baptist, which they should be able to do, that's going to open up that game for that Hatcher-Hawkins connection that's been so good throughout this season. Uh, Hawkins already has four touchdowns on the season. Uh, the, the only thing really Hatcher's got to improve upon is, is the interceptions. Can't get that ball, get away from I don't expect Houston Baptist to, to be a, a really formidable foe here, but they can put some points on the board. I am going to take, take Texas State 31, Houston Baptist 17. After that, we've got Troy matching up with Marshall. I think this might be one of the best games of the weekend, maybe other than that App State JMU matchup. That's a 7 p.m. kick. Showing on the NFL Network. Uh, Marshall only a slight favorite in this game by a field goal, and that's probably because of how Troy performed last week against App State. And Marshall dropping that game, as we know, to Bowling Green. Just an absolute heartbreaker there for them and the rest of the conference after beating number eight Notre Dame on the road there in South Bend. Uh, Troy 
you know, we had that close game with App State last week. They lost on a heartbreaker on that Hail Mary, but they were the better team throughout that game. Uh, they probably learned quite a bit after their matchup with Ole Miss, took care of business against Alabama A&M. I think Marshall tries to reestablish their dominance here and sees if, you know, Labron can continue that hot streak he's had in the backfield. He's in the top five or the rushing leaders for the nation so far. Columbia's looked pretty good. Uh, even his interceptions haven't been terrible. Uh, about maybe one of those two interceptions really was kind of a bad decision. Otherwise, I think he's looked pretty solid there at the quarterback position. And Gamage has been the kind of the wide receiver that Marshall fans have hoped for for the past several seasons, really showing up on the field this year. So I think they, they could do well there. We'll see if Troy establishes the run any better. Uh, Vidal is a great running back, but they don't seem to be able to open up the holes so well. But Watson has been hitting those receivers. Barber's been a standout there as far as wideouts go. We'll see if he can continue to – get his guys open as much as they were last week against App State. If they can do that against a team like Marshall, that will obviously help keep that game close. Uh, But I think Marshall rebounds well from the previous loss to Bowling Green. And I think Troy maybe struggles after dropping another one on a heartbreaker there to App State. So I'm going to favor Marshall 30 and Troy 17 in that matchup. And also another 7 p.m. kick, ESPN Plus again. We've got Louisiana Tech up against South Alabama down there in Mobile. And Louisiana Tech, again, comes in 1-2. and two. South Alabama, 2-1. and one. Lost that heartbreaker last week to UCLA on a kind of a, a botched fake field goal. Um, questionable coaching to go call that instead of just going for it straight up on fourth down. We'll see what comes of that. I think South Alabama's been just as impressive as a lot of people thought they would be going into this season. I didn't know if I saw it, but I I feel like I do see it now. Uh, Louisiana Tech is struggling at this point. Uh, They got beat up pretty bad by Clemson, 48-20. Then they beat up on one double-A opponent, and they got crushed by a bad Missouri team, 52-24. I don't think I see things getting any easier for La Tech, which is, you know, what a lot of these teams in the Sun Belt love to hear um, with ULM and Louisiana in there. They don't ever want to see La Tech be successful, also having less left the conference. There's no love loss there. I think uh, South Alabama helps take care of business in that one. Uh, and I think Louisiana Tech puts up about as many points as they usually do. They're right around that 20 points per game mark. So I'm going to favor USA 38, La Tech 24 in that matchup. We'll round out the week with one of the most underrated matchups in the Sun Belt. And the reason that it's underrated is because even if these two teams are far apart in the standings, they always come down to a close game in this rivalry. We've got Louisiana taking on Louisiana Monroe at 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN+. Plus, That game is in Monroe this year. Obviously, Louisiana had a lot of high expectations coming into the year. And besides looking a little questionable in that Eastern Michigan game, you know, they were 2-0. The problem is they dropped last week to Rice, 33-21, and a pretty surprising defeat. Uh, I think Louisiana fans were a little stunned by that one and, and stung, stun and stung at the same time, really. Um, so we'll see how well they rebound up against that with, you know, one of their biggest rivals, even though that they haven't been the most dangerous. You Monroe always gives Louisiana in game. It, it happens every single season without fail. Uh Monroe's got some good experience at this point. Yes, they've gotten hammered by Texas and Alabama, but you got to think that that 
that helps them in a sense that they've got a lot of things that they've seen that they can work on. And then they took care of business against Nichols pretty easily. So Monroe can put some points on the board against defenses that are not as great. And let's be honest, Raging Cajun's defenses have not looked great so far this year. Um, you know, if you look back at their scores, they allowed 33 to Rice. They allowed 21 to Eastern Michigan. Uh, the only team they kept in check was Southeast Louisiana. So I see Monroe putting some points on the board this time. I see this being a really close matchup. Uh, this is the kind of the game that Monroe's going to look at and think that they can win this one this year with how Louisiana has performed so well. So this is going to be a great nightcap for the conference overall. Uh, hopefully Monroe can fill the stands pretty good. I think uh, some Louisiana, fan, Louisiana Raging Cajun fans will certainly head up that way, and Monroe fans hopefully will will make a little bit of noise and, and make this one fun to watch on TV as well. Uh, I do favor Louisiana, but barely in this matchup, 31 and ULM 27. But I really look forward to finishing my night off watching this game, and hopefully it's just as good as we hope it is. And until next time, thanks for listening.